I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. In Deja Vu, one super smart techie says to another, dazzle me. They're working with a new surveillance technology called Snow White that can peer into the past and call up living images from four days ago. Well, that's pretty dazzling as snoopery systems go. NSA, eat your heart out. And Deja Vu is pretty dazzling as action adventures go, even when it's wildly implausible. Movies can make us semi-believe the darndest things. This movie was directed by Tony Scott at his usual headlong pace. It starts with a ghastly bang, the terrorist bombing of a New Orleans ferry, then seems to follow its natural path into a police procedural, or rather an ATF procedural, since that's who employs Denzel Washington's character, a sharp-eyed smoothie of an agent named Doug Carlene. Little by little, though, we realize that we've been dragooned into a time travel plot where huge energy is brought to bear on towering illogic. But technobabble and visual gibberish are only a small part of the movie's appeal. At first, there's a fascinating whiff of necrophilia. Doug becomes smitten with the retrieved images of a beautiful young murder victim, Claire, whose death may have been connected to the terrorist plot. She's played very nicely by Paula Patton. That's followed by a much stronger whiff of romance as he goes back in time and meets Claire in the course of trying to save her life and foil the plot. Instead of the Terminator, he's the Resuscitator. The History Boys is a thrillingly smart and immensely enjoyable screen version of Alan Bennett's play. Bennett poses two inseparable questions. What is education for and how best should it be conducted? Especially when in this case its beneficiaries slash victims are clever, crass, scintillatingly verbal, joyously shallow, fact-stuffed, sex-crazed boys. They are almost graduates of a small public school in England's industrial north, and they hope to win scholarships to Oxford or Cambridge. The time is the early 1980s, and the drama derives from the scholarship quest. To improve the boys' chances and bring greater glory to the school, the headmaster hires a coach, a recent Oxford graduate, Irwin, who, as one boy puts it, is only five minutes older than we are. Irwin is the modern man, quick, glib, pragmatic, ironic, ironic, iconoclastic. In those five minutes, he has somehow mastered the art of teaching to the test and making it look almost reputable. Irwin represents one side of the play's dialectic. On the other side is the school's literature teacher, Hector, the magnificent Richard Griffiths. He's a pudding pile of a man, and it chips off the old block. Funny, witty, silly, playful, too playful, ultimately, for his own good, and passionately dedicated to the proposition that education should impart the beginnings of wisdom, and that wisdom resides not in fancy words or even in love of language, but in love of life and a deep and investment in living it. There'll be the inevitable comparisons to such inspirational teacher films as Dead Poets Society, but the History Boys doesn't want to inspire. Its aim is to excite, to stimulate, to provoke, and it does so not only through its dueling pedagogues, but through the eight young history scholars themselves. The film was directed by Nicholas Heitner, who first staged Alan Bennett's play at London's National Theatre, and it's the original cast on screen. The question that's always asked about film plays is whether they've been opened up into real films, but it's the wrong question here. The screen, like the stage, can barely contain this play of intelligence. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal, back on KCRW next week with more reviews.